everybody and welcome back to episode 9 of Paranormal Chat. My name is Jennifer and... It's me, uh, Jesse. If you've been following us, you're going to know that I'm her uh, boyfriend and we do this paranormal chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was hoping that by now that you would be better <laughs> at introducing yourself. No, it always just, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm It's here. always that awkward pause. Mm. Um, Anywho, this is Paranormal.Chat. This is a podcast for everything paranormal, uh, weird. Uh, we'd like to talk about ghosts, demons, crypto, zoology, brujeria, any type of folklore, be it uh, local or international. I really would love to hear some international folklore. Uh, sometimes we talk about true crime just because that's something else that I'm interested in and um, just really anything that most people don't want to talk about or that <laughs> at like, work. you'll get shunned at if you talk about it yeah <laughs> yeah definitely if you start talking about aliens at work you're probably gonna get a weird couple of side yeah. eyes um, but anywho is uh, again this is paranormal.chat uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean, and maybe other places. I really haven't researched too much what I'm paying for through Podbean. I probably should. Um, but you can also find us on social media. We are on Instagram as paranormal.chat, and we are also on Facebook, also paranormal.chat. If you have any stories that you would like to write in to us, um, you could email us at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. We'd be happy to read them on the podcast for you. Or if you'd like to set up something, if you're local to San Antonio, where we could uh, meet up and record in person, as long as you're okay with uh, just us being kind of, <laughs> like drinking a lot <laughs> while we're doing it <laughs> yeah man like if you drink you know <laughs> yeah if you drink all right <laughs> if not that's okay just yeah I, tonight i'm drinking sweet tea so it's okay don't always have to drink yeah for sure yeah but any hoosers um so today's episode episode nine is gonna be about reincarnation but before we get into that Last week's episode was exclusively about the Chinese graveyard. That is a San Antonio folklore type thing. And uh, I had wanted to cite my sources. And one of them was a YouTuber named J.R. Ewing. And I talked about his uh, video that we watched very briefly. And he actually, uh, let me see. He said, I'm the one that made the Chinese graveyard video that's on YouTube. Um, I shared the urban legend about the place that was told to me from locals and online. I myself have been there multiple times. My first time I went there was back in February or March of 2009. A couple of friends of mine were into paranormal stuff and we wanted to check it out. During the times that Zamora Road was pitch black, so it was super creepy being there. We parked our two vehicles outside the gate and walked into the cemetery, and mind you, it was humid out, but we did feel cold spots. We were there for maybe five minutes until a vehicle pulled up at the gate. We panicked and hid behind some trees. A spotlight was shined in the cemetery, and we feared it was the cops. 
After a few minutes, the car finally left, and so did we. The following day, I did more research about the place, and I found a news article about the Chinese graveyard. Apparently, someone a week prior to me and my friends visiting the cemetery desecrated the grave of a young man named Daniel Machado and scattered his bones and clothes around the cemetery. Was this due to witchcraft? No one knows, and this was maybe why a car was patrolling the cemetery the night me and my friends were there. This was in 2008, and I'll try to find the news article. A similar event happened just a year ago where, where someone's grave was desecrated. I'll post the link below, and he did share that link, so um, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll go ahead and copy that in the show notes just so that you could read it too. Um, back to the email. I really want to go back to the cemetery and give a more detailed video on this place to bring awareness to this graveyard. I don't make videos for paranormal purposes and I'm a bit of a skeptic, but that night that me and my friends went in 2008 and feeling cold spots on a humid night was odd. The stories about witchcraft going on in a cemetery like that might be true since multiple graves were desecrated there. So, um, yeah, again, thank you, J.R. Ewing, for writing in. Um, I, I can definitely say that experiencing cold spots in a humid night, I probably would have felt a little bit of relief. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's definitely weird, especially... Uh, here in San Antonio, where it's so humid, and yeah, there's then, no cold spots. Yeah, anywhere. yeah, there's Unless no you're cold like spots. Open your refrigerator or stand in front of the AC. Yeah, so that's definitely creepy, and um, it's even though it's such a terrible thing to have a grave desecrated. That's a, I, it's a horrific thing. Actually, yeah, just terrible. Yeah, but um, I think it's it's kind of I wouldn't say good, but. The fact that there's like an actual news story to back up that there has been recent as recent as 2008 uh, is kind of crazy to think that that's that could still be going on. Um, well, I mean, like if if it truly was for to gather certain things, because certain, you know, witchcraft requires you to have certain parts of bones of certain part of dead people, whether it be male female and you know within certain age or whatnot so it, it i don't think it'll ever stop as long as that's something that's you know a popular subculture yeah well all right well thank you again jr for writing into us and okay so let's get on to the topic of reincarnation um this was jesse's idea yeah that's uh that is correct because we were I actually kind of mad dashing to see what we would talk about since we hadn't really gotten any uh, submissions, right? No, we didn't. We didn't have anything except for Jr. writing into yeah, us. Yeah, which was super cool. Again, uh, so yeah, you know, all of a sudden we were taking a drive today, um, and I listened to TPR or NPR. NPR. Um, and uh, they had this one story where there's this very blue collar i guess cop and uh he's a he's a like a real just straight facts kind of guy and um i believe his wife was a child services detective and uh, he kept having these i guess episodes of like 
were he just wasn't he was really questioning himself and whatnot. So all in all, somebody referred him to a regressive therapy person. Like past life regression? No, just in general. Like what what do they see? Just like Oh, just I guess the a therapist or a hypnotist. Yeah. Well no, I think she was like a therapist oh. and whatnot. And he started going on there and like um he did a couple of sessions and at first he was like they tell you like imagine the balloon imagine going into it and he was like i don't see anything like he's just <laughs> like this is just you know crap so i guess in one of the sessions he he broke through and uh he's you know he started seeing things and i think the first thing that he said was uh he initially saw himself as a caveman but you know he didn't really see himself in any kind of name or anything but he thought it was you know crap he didn't really believe it but he gave it a couple more chances and he ended up doing this one thing where he said he recalled himself painting but finishing on the last touches of a portrait that he was doing in I think the 19th century or something like that and it was of a humpback hunchback lady and uh, you know he recalled he wasn't too fond of it but he was doing it you know just to make money and uh, you know he had little details like his wife at the time was unable to have children and how his gr- his mother died of like a blood clot and uh, you know how he he saw himself dying he he went through this and was all tape recorded okay you know he he was tape recorded but it felt also real for him so being the detective that he is he went try to research it nothing happened he couldn't find any painting like that that was what he was going for because it was a unique painting like when do you see a portrait of a woman with like a you know a hunchback Mm -hmm. so he let it go that was it him and his wife end up taking a trip to new orleans and they're going up and down the you know corridors on royal street and out of a strange twist of fate he sees the portrait and he starts freaking out and he tells him, like, hey, you know, who is this? And he gives him, I, I for, forgot the name of the artist, but he gives him the name of the artist. And he tells him, like, oh, well, like about three sentences of the bio of him. He wasn't really popular and he wasn't too good. <laughs> so, you know, they ask him, like, well, did you buy the painting? He says, well, hell no. He's like, the painting, <laughs> they wanted $5,000 for it. Oh, wow. He's like, my wife would have killed me if I would have purchased it. Mm. So, I, I, you know, I was happy to have seen it, but I'm glad that I have a name, uh, you know, to this. So now I can research. So, again, he realizes this is a very not popular and kind of shitty artist that wasn't liked too well. So, he the only lead he has is, like, from some kind of library in New York. He writes him a letter and tells him, you know what, can I read? Because he has, like, some inserts of his diary or whatnot. So they mail him back, like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, it, you know, he thinks, like, I must be losing it. You know, da-da-da-da-da, trying to find this out. So he just hasn't told anybody because he knows he'll be ridiculed amongst the law enforcement, you know, community. So his wife, he tells him, and she's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you're really, you know, you know, doing this. Forget about it. I'll research it I'll with you, you know, because she's an actual detective also. Long story short, everything that he has on the recorder is proven factually by that man's diaries. 
the deaths in his family, the fact that his wife at the time wasn't, you know, able to bear children, and the way that he died. So this man is completely blown away by it, and, you know, he's just talking about how it's weird to him. Mm -hmm. But he always felt like there was stuff inside of him that was, like, not meant to. He's, like, just trying to cope with the fact that this 19th century artist, you know, is part of his fabric that he's made up out of so yeah that's pretty much what got me interested they had other interesting stories but this one was the first one to catch my eye so how do you feel about reincarnation that something that i was actually very interested in when i was in high school um i used to look up or like check out a lot of books on reincarnation um and i think that's what uh led me down this path of uh researching it a yeah, lot you, you really went hard as soon as you told i told you like i was like i think i was just gonna go in it cowboy style with just like gun at my hip just shooting out stuff that i've experienced and that i've heard <laughs> but you really were like cramming oh. your numbers over there oh yeah um so i'm gonna talk about a couple of things before i did a little bit of research before we started this episode. And I believe you have like a couple of stories that you like yeah, to say. Yeah. Um, but you said you have some personal. Yeah. Uh, some. Yeah. That's sort of. I, I want to talk about um, those. And it's so weird because some of these dreams are extremely vivid. And um, like I've had these types of dreams my entire life. And I genuinely believe that these were. Um past lives that I led and uh, so one that I do remember is that I I was a young girl I was younger than than when I had the dream and I was like walking in a desert and like I was walking along like I wouldn't say like a ravine like it, it was seemed like a dried out ravine like there was oh, maybe yeah, yeah. water at some point there like it was the drought season where yeah a river would have been a riverbank would have yeah, been yeah but okay. like it was very dried out and um i'm walking i'm by myself and like i already have begun to die i feel like of dehydration and um i step over like i want to say like some brush or something and i'm bitten by a rattlesnake and like i fall to the floor and i just remember like looking at this dried out ravine thinking of how i wish i could just have some water before i die and when i woke up of course this was something that like was i'd never really like had that type of experience before and i was like whoa what the hell and um, that stuck with me. Um, I'm 31 or 32 now. And uh, like it, I still remember that dream vividly. And I remember when I was younger, like when my grandma was alive, when like we lived in this house, um, <laughs> I would talk to her and I'd be like, yeah, remember when I was like 11 years old and I did this? And she'd be like, Miha, you're only like five. Or I'm like, no, no, I was 11 when I did this. 
and I would be talking about like doing some like playing in something but I just remember her always be like that didn't happen you didn't do those things I like and me being very insistent about like what I did before when I was older yeah I, I, I can I can atone to some I don't know if that's just some kind of adolescent thing that happens to you where you you know information just gets kind of skewed in there from what you see but yeah um I've always felt that way like I have a very irrational fear of the ocean and uh I always have dreams of me like being thrown overboard in like old-timey ships I mean, I love the ocean. I love being around it. I think it's magnificent. But I have an intense, primal fear of the ocean and the cold that it feels. You know, I've never... I've dipped my feet kind of a little bit when the waves come up. <laughs> but I've never been in the ocean physically. But I somehow know what it feels like. Um, same thing with uh, being hanged. Oh God! I have constant dreams of being hanged and how the rope burn feels and like my neck snapping, the gurgling. Like I I go through all that the rush of it. I'm just like wow. Like sometimes I'm like wow man. Like this is literally intense. Uh, though I've never been hanged. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. And like I all have like some weird you know western moments where i i my phone my uh, sorry my phone my car has some kind of a compassy thingy Mm -hmm. and i'll be driving somewhere and i'm like hit it west like in my head literally that's what i say headed west and i'm like i don't even know where west is right now and i'm literally (laughs) like oh wow i am headed west (laughs) like that's pretty cool like i hope this comes in handy later But, yeah, like, that's that's the kind of stuff that I think. Dreams, uh, they come and go, because you can't really tell with dreams, so I'm very skeptical of that. But as far as, like, that intuition kind of thing, yeah, I feel about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just definitely that dream that I had was, um, I wouldn't say traumatic, <laughs> but it, it, it was just so vivid that um, it's something that I know I'm going to be able to remember for the rest of my life because like you you talk about having a dream of you hanging like in your dying moments in your dream like that's just something that yeah and I'm, I'm gonna be completely candid with you when it happens i have this intense hatred for someone i can see the person but they they're like a shadowy outline and the sun's like super bright or not bright but it's like hitting me kind of like you know when that's like coming down. You know yeah, when we're driving. Yeah, overcast like, shadows. Yeah, and I'm just like I hate that person. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know another thing is like sometimes I have these dreams, but I'm like not a guy. I'm a female, mm-hmm. so it's really weird. Yeah, or for well, me. in my in my dream, I just remember intense sadness. <laughs> but alrighty, so I think we can move past this portion um and we can actually go into some very well documented cases of reincarnation how many do you say you, you found? i i only i only picked three three okay yeah there's, that, that's more than enough for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's definitely more than that but um so i of course i 
I'm going to cite my sources. Um, I did a Google search for just famous reincarnation stories because there was one that I remembered. Um, and he's going to be the second story that I'm going to say. But uh, so, so reincarnation, Google defined... It just says the rebirth of a soul in a new body. So I think we can all agree on that. And just uh, so that this is a term that's going to come up a little bit later. Um, past life regression. This is pulled from Wikipedia. I'm just going to tell you verbatim. So past life regression is a technique that uses hypnosis to recover what practitioners believe are memories of past lives or incarnations. The technique used during past life regression involves the subject answering a series of questions while hypnotized to reveal identity and events of alleged past lives, a method similar to that used in recovered memory therapy. Okay, so um, I got the following information uh, from, it's a website called paranormal.lovetoknow.com slash reincarnation underscore stories. Article is named Incredible True Reincarnation Stories by Sally Painter. Thank you, Sally Painter. Okay, so um, this is the uh, reincarnation of Bridie Murphy. So in the 1950s, Colorado housewife Virginia Tighe was regressed under hypnosis and recounted a past life where she was an Irish woman named Bridie Murphy. Mrs. Tiki was able to give extremely specific details about her past life, like the description of a coastline, her home and church, which were later verified to be accurate. Things that she recounted, like names, births, and deaths, were not able to be verified. Though the story later spawned a movie in 1956 and a book in 1989, both named The Search for Bridie Murphy, upon deeper investigation of her past, she was discredited. Both Mrs. Tiggy's parents had ancestors from Ireland. Uh, they believed that she had no like experience with anybody of Irish descent or never been to Ireland, all of that nonsense. and. It turns out that both of her parents were, were from Ireland. Or not directly from Ireland, but had, I guess, their descendants of people from yeah, Ireland. Yeah, but, like, how would she be able to know all the, like, coastline-ish thing? Or, well... What year are we talking about? This was in 19... In the 1950s. Yeah, 1950s. Like, come on now. Yeah. Um. So, she was discredited. Both Mrs. Tiggy's parents had ancestors from Ireland. And it was also found, though, that in her childhood neighborhood there lived a Bridie Murphy Corkell after all of that her reincarnation story was viewed as forgotten childhood memories uncovered during hypnosis okay so do you really think that that could, I I would still think that that would be like a valid like reincarnation story because like how the hell is she gonna like retain the memories as a kid from something like or, that? Or well, like I'm sure, like if she heard those memories, and maybe I just didn't do enough research. But even though there's this Bridie Murphy Corkell person that lived in her neighborhood, it didn't expressly say that like this lady took care of her and would tell her yeah, stories that, about. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's, I don't know. I and it doesn't give me enough 
things to be like, oh, yeah, like... Yeah, and, and it doesn't even say that this Bridie Murphy Corkell was of Irish descent. That just could be where she got the name from. Yeah. But just because they couldn't verify her, like, her name in uh, documentation back then, it doesn't mean that she wasn't there. Like, there's so many people off the grid now. Yeah. and just, you're talking about Ireland. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's like saying, right now, trying to find somebody in Mexico, just, it's just, yeah, but just by their name alone and the place that they live. Um, So, yeah, you know, I I don't know. It it doesn't sound like it's totally disproven to me. Yeah, and I, even though, like, it was supposedly discredited, like, this, she, this movie was in 1956, but there was a book in 1989. Like, that's still pretty recent. Like, oh, God, that's not recent. That's 30 years ago. I mean, that's <laughs> still pretty recent to me. Yeah, but I guess so. <laughs> I would just think that it's a lot harder to fake facts back then because you don't have Google. You don't have, um, you know... Wikipedia that yeah. you could edit yourself. <laughs> yeah, or just pictures if you could say, like, I, well, I want to know what the irish coastline looks like you know what i mean yeah. or how this island entails and like it'll you'll get like a blogger's description of it and then you can turn around and be like oh yeah well i feel like i'm of irish descent because of my past life and then you give the same description just tweaked a little bit differently yeah that yeah that just seems like i'm sure there's more to the story but that yeah. just seems like that i would believe that from Excuse what me. we know <sighs> sorry you. i had a sneeze sorry about that yes uh, I'm in San Antonio, Texas, and the Mount Cedar is pretty obnoxious right now. So forgive me for that, guys. Usually it's a lot more terrible. I scare my son and the dog when I sneeze. So he sneezed on her. My sneezes are intense. I just feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just, why would she go through all that trouble? Just to, I, yeah, <laughs> to make it. <laughs> exactly. Like, even right now, I'm talking to you. I know there's people listening out there. I don't know if you guys feel a certain type of way about it, but I don't just go around in casual friend chit-chat talking about reincarnation to some people because it'll make you sound kind of, like, loony a little bit. Yeah, and... We're in a safe space, guys. So, yay. if y'all <laughs> have certain stories like that, I, I hope this really sparks y'all sending stuff our I, way yeah i definitely want to get like a shirt made that just says tell me your paranormal story yeah <laughs> like just so random people will come up to me and talk to me because i'm just so awkward like the the crochet girl today like i i could tell like i was being weird but i was just so excited yeah <laughs> to talk to it, it was okay let me add a little bit more context to this story <laughs> so um you live in san antonio and we have a big um uh, I guess collectors community that we're part of. Shout out to everybody in the Alamo stash bin on mm-hmm. Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, so she's, which I'm pretty sure if anybody's listening right now, you're aware of the Baby Yoda phenomenon. Oh my God, I love Baby Yoda. And so she much. has this pattern to what knit or crochet? It's crochet. Crochet. A fourteen of, inch Baby Yoda. Okay, so. <laughs> We're walking by and, you know, it's everything from, like, anime to comic books to horror to Star Wars. Anything that's nerd-related is in this place. And people bring out their, you know, handmade things. And there's this one girl and she's crocheting, you know, to (laughs) order, which 
Baby Yoda selling like hotcakes and uh, understandably. Oh, I'm going with my son in the stroller, and she's like, "Oh my god, I have to go to her. Is this too weird?" And I was like, "Just go. I'm pretty sure you're not the weirdest person that's gonna go up to her and gawk. Yeah, so go and just you know get it out of your system. Because if not, and we'd be home, and you're like, I should have said something. I should have gone up. You think should ask? Da, 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 da. So you know, she. I was happy that she went over there, and I'm pretty sure the girl was all like, I'm busy. Yeah, she was talking to me and crocheting like fucking super fast that was like i genuinely was just impressed i, I told her i was like you're crocheting so fast <laughs> <laughs> i wish you, you would have gotten her name or like i know instagram I, or something. We could have i'm just like let me out. be your friend please yeah um, shout out to the cute girl with all of the cthulhu's and everything <laughs> but anyways i'm getting off track i'm yes, so sorry so baby yoda does that to me yeah it it it's gonna continue to do that to her. Anyways. Until we get some merchandise. Yeah. Get um, with the program, Disney. <laughs> paranormal shirt. Oh, yeah. Wants to, hear, wants to hear your paranormal stories. So, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baby Yoda's rotted her brain out, guys. Um, you don't even know. But, okay. So, merchandise, paranormal will tell you so you could get weird stories told to you. Now, back to the reincarnation stories yes. at hand, which we're talking about. This, they said Irish descent lady, so can I yeah. call her Irish lady then? No, her her name was Bridie Murphy, but we're Bridie done Murphy. with, we're done with, Ms. we're done with, with okay, Murphy. we okay. are going to, to, I think this is the most famous uh, case of reincarnation, um, and it was actually very recent. I remember this being in the news when I was in high school, and just like, you know what? That's probably why I was checking out books on reincarnation in high school because I heard about this. Um, so this story, it's the reincarnation of James Houston Jr. And so the person that is that got James Houston Jr.'s like soul or whatever uh, was a child named, or his, he's still alive, I should say that, uh, James Leininger. And so it's a little confusing because it's James Houston Jr. and James Leininger, but we're going to get through it. Yeah, we're going to dive into it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in 2004, ABC aired a story about a six-year-old boy named James Leininger, who starting from the age of two began to experience past life recalls. As he grew and began to develop more, he became interested in airplanes but also began experiencing a traumatic nightmare of a burning plane crash. He would have the same nightmare sometimes up to four times a week, would thrash violently in his sleep, and would repeat the phrase, airplane crash on fire, little man can't get out. While he thrashed, he would do it in a way with his legs and feet in the air as if he was stuck in a confined space and trying to get out. Through time, he was able to communicate with his parents that he used to be a fighter pilot in World War II and was even able to name the type of plane he flew, the name of the carrier he was on, and the name of Jack Larson, a fellow pilot. The parents, in their hope that this was all some crazy coincidence, began to research what their son was saying to hope to disprove him. 
What ended up happening, though, was that they started verifying what he was saying to be accurate. Isn't that like the most creepiest shit ever? Seriously. Like, your son is a World War II veteran pilot? Yeah, yeah imagine, but that would be a good horror movie. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be horror. It would just be like, man, like, it would just blow my mind. Like, wow, this is really happening right now. Yeah, or well, they were, I I think they, it's said, I didn't include this because I, I genuinely don't think it was that important. I think they said that they were Baptist. Oh, so that was really messing with them. Yeah, but <laughs> that, um, that that must have yeah that must have really been like this cannot be true. It will not be true. Yeah, and so like they, like I think it was more the dad that was like really determined to like disprove, disprove it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So okay, at some point they managed to find James Houston's sister, Anne Houston Barron, and were able to verify other details. Finally, after some time, they told her why they were verifying things with her. That their son had some part of her brother reincarnated into him. Like, wow. I, I bet you that, like, just imagine, like, your brother passed away in early World War Two, and you're, like, in your late years. And somebody's like, I think your brother's back through my son. I would have been, like, upset a little bit. But oh, also, I, I would have wanted to talk to the kid. <laughs> yeah. And about the little uh, spat about, I was talking about, um, you know, them being Baptists. I don't have anything against people of oh, any religion. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, due to their beliefs, I can understand how it would have been far-fetched and not something that they wanted to happen. But okay. Definitely. Um, but anyways, okay. So later on, Miss Barron sent over packages of James Houston Jr.'s belongings saying that she felt that they should be with him. Like, that just, like, literally... So the sister was, like, completely on board. She's like... Or, well, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I read. Like, I think she had, like, a... A little bit of a skeptic to she yeah. talked to him thing. Okay. But, um, yeah, so she eventually sent belongings to them. Well, and... if she sent belongings, that means she was like, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so... Further small details that popped up were things like, let me see, oh, I think I lost my place. Further small details that popped up were things like, upon the first time being served meatloaf, first time, he said something along the lines of, I haven't had meatloaf since Natoma Bay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, wow, that's that's for sure an intense thing to serve your, your kid a meatloaf, and he's all like, haven't had this since Nam. <laughs> Well, it was World War Two. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like in that to yeah. our age content, and we're like, yeah. wow, like. Oh my yeah, God. Natoma Bay was also like I guess like the place that they were at. Um, like I I didn't think it was that important to include it. I should have I guess. It's like How strong this, must this guy's spirit or like ex- experience or, well, at the time might have been for it to be coming through? Well, that that's part of the thing. I didn't include it in the notes, but um, they did talk to like a person that specializes in like the past life regression and she told them that like if a, a person dies young in a very traumatic death um that there's that possibility that like their their souls are just so restless and feel unfinished that they're gonna pop up in another person yeah they're gonna kind of like take over the the young yeah until the young person starts to develop their own personality i assume i guess but um she said like around the age of seven is when like it starts going away. fading away yeah. yeah which i could definitely believe like i i feel like around like you know seven through ten is when i started like 
not believing in like the dreams that I was having because like I know I've had multiple um like past life type dreams yeah yeah that, that I feel the same way too like there's some things that I try to do in my head to kind of relate to you know kids and I'm just like I don't even know how I could have you know I guess entertained the idea of certain things mm-hmm. so I can see how as your brain develops from being an adolescent to now, it changes. It kind of closes yeah. your mind, I guess, and stuff or, like well, that. Like, I guess it's because you're being told, like, that's not real. This is real. Yeah. And I think that's what also what happens when kids, like, claim to see ghosts and stuff. It's like you, there's parents and adults saying, like, that's not correct. Like, that's not what you're or, actually seeing. That's not what you're seeing, yeah. Yeah, like, they're drilling it out of you. Or you have Mexican parents like us, and they're like, yeah, that's a ghost over there, and it's going <laughs> to scare the bejesus out of you if you don't chill out. Yeah. Which, like, it not it, it doesn't make you chill out. It just increases it your, yeah, your paranoia. But Thank you, guys, uh-huh. for our... <laughs> or, our weird phobias of stuff. Okay. Yeah, fucking... Mano Pachona. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. You were a teen. You were like an adult. <laughs> you were an adult when that happened to you. What are you talking about? You, you were not what? a kid. Shit. Anywho's. Okay. So, okay. So, back to meatloaf being served. And he said, I haven't had meatloaf since Natoma Bay. So, after that, several veterans from the carrier were able to No verify- way. What? No way. He got the he got his like squad buddies to yeah. go. Wow. No, 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 not to go, but just verify what he was talking about. Yeah, it said after that several vet- veterans from the carrier were able to verify that meatloaf was a regular meal served to the cr- the crew. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Get um, that kid a lucky strike cuz he's probably going to want to smoke a cigarette after that <laughs> meatloaf. Or well, um I didn't include it in the notes because I didn't think it was that important, but um it said that we could make a, that into a paranormal chat shirt. What? Like merch. Like, I didn't include it in the notes because I didn't think it was important. <laughs> Anywho's. Um, so copyright. Anybody listening? Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, one of the details that they had mentioned was that he had three G.I. Joe, like, I guess, dolls or figurines. They're called action figures, ma'am. Whatever. Monitos. Um, and so instead of like keeping their names, he named them like three very specific names. And they're all like, why are you calling them that? And he was like, oh, they were part of my squad. And that's just like so fucking creepy. Like, it's not, I don't, I personally don't think it's creepy. I'm just like, wow, like this kid's like literally like that's fucking Dallas over there, that's Georgia. <laughs> And, you know, he's just, yeah. an, he's, like, given, he's, like, reliving the, the squad right there. Wow. Or, well, yeah. And, like, again, I didn't include this. <laughs> In the notes, because you didn't think it was important. So, okay. um, he, his parents took him to, I guess, like, a museum. And, like, so kids, when they go to museums, they're going to have their favorite things that they're going to look yeah, at. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, this kid spent three hours in a fucking like airplane like little exhibit like just like gawking or like is he actually like going like wow this is just how i remember it i think so but like he like when they tried taking him away from it like he's like flipped out meltdown yeah he had a meltdown until they bought him like 
a video of like airplanes, I think, doing tricks and stuff. Oh, okay. And I guess this was back when it was VHS or something. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. Because said... you used to get like the Blue Angels. Yeah, doing... that's what it was called, Blue Angels. Yeah, the Blue Angels. They do. Uh, they're like uh, stunt airplane people, and they take old timey. Well, what would be his time airplanes and they do all kinds of aerial maneuvers because back then you couldn't just rely on speed and the guns you had you had to like kind of be an ace up there like you had to be, be a ballerina in the sky yes you had to really <laughs> know how to work your plane and be comfortable with it because they might you know outman you with the i mean out maneuver you so you had to, it was really like a, that's what it's like an aerial battle kind of thing yeah or well so Again, there was no smart missiles. Yeah, again, not in the notes. Um, this guy <laughs> was apparently like part of like a special, like team. Like a special aviation. Yeah, group. like okay. I guess like he was just like one of their top dogs or something. Like Top Gun, Tom Cruise, man. I've never seen Top Gun. Okay. So, anyways, um, and so they they said they never actually saw his plane go down. And uh, when they realized that his plane was no longer in the air with them, they backtracked to look for debris, and they couldn't find, Never it. find it. Yeah, okay. but um, later on, they did find somebody that actually, like eyewitness, saw that plane Go like down. shot down. Okay. Yeah, and so that's just insane to think. And like this kid was was obsessed with airplanes. Like it said that like he would yell. When he saw an airplane, like, just, whoa, like, this kid is, like, on another level. Like, I wonder how he is now. Like, if he was, what, he was six? In six in 2004, so he was born in 98. So he has to be around 15, 16 years old. No, so 98, 2000. Oh, he was born in 98? Oh, I thought you said 2004. What? No, he was six when it was 2004, so he's, oh. like, 21. Yeah, okay. Man, I bet this kid, he's not a kid no more. He's legally a man. But I'm sure, like, he could get all the weird bitches if he wanted. Well, and not only that, like, imagine having the knowledge of, like, actual, well, like... Well, who, who's to know or who's to say that, like, he's going to remember all of that now, well, though? If I'm I'm a firm believer that he'll, his muscle memory, and if it is a true passion of what he had in his past life, he's probably in it right now. If not by designing or, you know being out up there actually you know it's something that you know i wish i researched a little bit more i'm going to after we finish this podcast um, yeah or and if there's anybody out, out there doing. that also is keen on any of this or some does he have an instagram pseudo expert on this stuff and we just happen to hit your honey pot of interest and you're like say funny bone but honey pot sounds nicer <laughs> and they're like heck yeah finally reincarnation i know about this guy yeah, talk to us. Talk yeah, to and they're like, I'm the reincarnation of da-da-da-da-da. Trust me, we won't be like, who does this guy think he is? Have you, have you like heard of so many people like, I had a past life of Cleopatra? Yeah, everybody wants to be like a super famous past person. Yeah, I'm just like, no, nah, <laughs> dude. I used to get a lot of guys telling me that they were the reincarnation of Jim Morrison. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, and I was like, I always feel like I was some kind of shitty Wild West gunslinger <laughs> guy that wasn't too good at what he did. He probably died. <laughs> really? And that's why and that's why I was hanged. <laughs> you got I, cut. 
Because <laughs> I, well, not that, but I just wasn't really good at what I did, and You're it was terrible. Yeah, a like, mediocre. You're a mediocre cowboy. I was a normal gunslinger. Not There's even no a mediocre because I, I, rem, I. This is not something that I included in you, but I have also have a big fear of pooping my pants or shitting my pants because in like when you die that no happens. just in general oh. like because in one of my dreams that i had in my old westerny type of things i <laughs> had uh drank in water out of some kind of Ooh, trough looking thing yes because i was so thirsty and i just kept walking and i remember maybe like 30, 40 minutes later, I was like having this conversation with guys and gals, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> and I just remember like pooping like intensely all over the place. Which and like, I being lactose intolerant. Yeah, and, but it was just like always a fear. Like, oh, even, even up to now, like, I'll have a dream that I'm like literally like a cowboy guy in a bed pooping himself. You got a lot of poopy dreams. Yeah, it's just weird. Like I'm, I'm. This is the first time I'm actually discussing this out in the public. But yeah, like it's just a weird. I'm the worst person to talk to. Phobia, and I'm like, I'm just like, man, why do I have this fear? Like I've never pooped my pants as an adult. Have you come close to pooping? Your no, pants? I, I oh. don't because I'm, I'm always like, when I wake up, I'm like, I have to poop before I go over here. <laughs> You know, I, I'm just, I am. Think ahead of time yes. because of these fucking dreams. Yeah, and I'm just like, why? Why am, why, why this? Why is it the poop? Or why, why, <laughs> why am I a gunslinger that ha- that happened to have gotten some kind of, you know, dysentery infection back then? Why can't I remember myself, like, it was C. Diff. shooting somebody or something like that? Nope. Though I do super. have a fondness of, like, revolver guns again. But I think that's just a kid thing. But Maybe. anyways, yeah. Continue this ace kid. This uh, top well, that thing. that was it. Um, as far as as know. far as what I researched. Okay. Now I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna research to see like if there's been any updates since then. Well, um, if you guys want to hear more about this, we like for y'all guys to be vocal about it. Like what yeah. happens to this kid? Can maybe uh, put some pictures up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what's I, going on. I we didn't go to the Chinese graveyard last week because we were so fucking busy yeah it's december um my... i also had a hangover the next day yeah. <laughs> that lasted till like eight in she, the night she does a lot of like office work that you know really mentally drains her me and my uh cooking thing really drains me physically sometimes so we're both sometimes just want to be couch potatoes for a little bit all day really for me yeah with our hyperactive son yeah for sure <laughs> but okay so this is the last one that i did and this is the one that i was like i cannot fucking wait till you hear this shit <laughs> oh my god was it easy like the reincarnation of uh, freaking um <laughs> god i had his name in my head oh my god oh, it's definitely not somebody that Liberace what is he reincarnation Liberace oh god, no no okay so this is the reincarnation of Marty Martin Marty and Martin. yeah okay. so the kid okay so let I got this story from rd.com slash true stories chilling reincarnation stories okay Ryan Hammonds was a four-year-old living in Oklahoma with his mother Cindy when he woke up screaming at two in the morning, 
he cried to his mother, Mommy, I'm so homesick. For months before this incident, Ryan would talk about the luxurious life he led before that when he lived in Hollywood. Okay, we got a Hollywood kid. Yeah. He reportedly had a big house, a pool, fast cars, and led a fabulous lifestyle. Okay. He once told his mother, I can't live in these conditions. My last home was much better. All right. I, I don't know. If, what year was this? <laughs> this, I can't. Oh, I didn't write down the year. Oh. But that's like an ass whooping, like waiting to happen. Yeah. Or if it's, like I said, if it's in an era where there's no reality TV to poison this kid's mind, then I'm like, okay, why is this kid getting these things? Like, who's teaching you these things? Because yeah, what, we're humble as fuck in here. What, what was that 80s show? Uh, the Fabulous Life or something? No, it's a... Uh, God, my God, I can't believe I don't remember it. It was that dude that had the British accent. Yeah. And it was uh, Lifestyles of the Rich oh, and yeah, Famous. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's that's exactly But I can't recall his name, which I used to watch. And he was like, come on in to our lovely bad accent, but whatever. That was an accent. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was like a turtle accent. Champagne dreams and caviar something. Kisses? No, wait, the kiss. <laughs> Who would want caviar kisses? <laughs> <laughs> what is this going on right now? Oh my god, I'm not even drinking. That's worse. Okay, anyways. So, I can't live in these conditions. My last home was much better. Being a good mother, and god, patient apparently, Cindy went to a local library and checked out a pile of books about Hollywood to help Ryan. While flipping through the pages of... He saw that? That's my house. Is that what he literally said? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, sorry. While flipping through the pages of one of the books, they cut. They came upon a photo of a scene from a 1932 movie called Night After Night. Upon seeing the photo, Ryan shouted, Mama, that guy's me, the old me. Cindy, the next day, checked out a book by Dr. Jim Tucker that was about children who possessed memories of their past lives. Cindy wrote to him and agreed to let Dr. Tucker interview Ryan. After contacting Marty Martin's daughter, Dr. Tucker was able to confirm over 50 details that Ryan had reported about his past life. Oh, wow. So that's that's all you have. <laughs> that's all you have? Yeah. I'm sure there's more, but... Yeah, 50, de- 50 details is... That's a pretty good amount. 50 details too much, too strong for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, that... It, he wasn't even an actor. Um, so the scene that he was in, he, it, it wasn't even, like, credited to him. Like, they actually had to find an archivist to, like, Yeah, like, through. he recognized the scene, but he wasn't really in it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I understand so he that. Was, he was technically um, a talent agent, I think it was. Was that what I said? It's not in the notes, because she didn't think it was important, guys. <sighs> I'm pretty sure he was a talent agent or something, that that's why he led this luxurious lifestyle. Any hoosers. So, yeah, that, like, when I read that, I saw the audacity of this child <laughs> with your fucking luxurious lifestyle. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all I have at the moment. So... Any uh, closing thoughts about reincarnation you um, want to throw out there? Uh, I am not against it. 
but I always feel that as I've had experiences with people telling me that they're the reincarnation of Jim Morrison, Eric Clapton. Is, is, I thought Eric Clapton was still alive. Is it? Oh, I forgot who it is. I don't it's know. Some, it's some dude that plays it. Jimi Hendrix, that's what I'm oh. talking about. Um, <laughs> just things like that. And just, I'm like, yeah, all right, guy. Like Just a, approach the subject with a healthy dose of skepticism, I think. Yeah, because I mean, like, not, not everybody... Not everybody that, uh, can be amazing, Cleopatra. yeah, or or was a royal. Some of us were shitty gunslingers that got hanged and got diarrhea from time to time. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Okay. Well, if you have your own resurrect or resurrection, no. No, Rian, we're not. We're not no, talking about zombie stories. Please don't send me your resurrection stories. I will not believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have your own reincarnation stories uh send them in to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com again you can find us on instagram at paranormal.chat and you can find us on facebook also under paranormal.chat you can send in your stories about really any subject and we'll read it on here yeah because i'm pretty sure our time got stretched very well but i wanted to squeeze in the most mainstream um, conspiracy slash urban uh, myth that I believe in and the less known and to the most ridiculous that I just choose to not validate. But it might be our next. Yeah, I, I think that should be our next yeah. one. We, we talked about it briefly and I think our next episode is going to be an out there one. Yeah, because like, I have stuff that like I know for a fact I don't believe, but I enjoy listening to everybody's you know yeah looking at you flat earthers no i don't even (laughs) no that's one of the ones i don't even value or even want to hear because i'm just like (sighs) i'm gonna get a bunch of hate mail from flat earthers yeah for sure (laughs) yeah well any hoosers again thank you for listening to our little podcast like subscribe share um let us know if you want that uh if you really want (laughs) to I didn't put it in the notes because I didn't think it was important t-shirt or merch. It was a good rating. Don't give us a bad rating. If you don't like me or Jesse, fine. Keep it to yourself. Um, But again, thanks. Hope you have a good night. Bye.